0: If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune into some Frank and Beans. Welcome to Frank and Beans, everyone.
1: Frank and Beans, the sex and relationship podcast.
0: Where I'm Brian.
1: And I'm Beth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just kidding i've always wanted to do that just throw you off <laughs> yeah
1: no I, I was i was surprised that i caught on so quickly yeah and did it like uh uh, uh no i'm brian <laughs>
0: no no i'm brian i'm brian
1: bah, bah, bah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that reminded me of that time that i was like he's like the new andy davis and then he's like no i'm, davis. I'm <laughs> andy davis i'm <laughs> Andy <laughs> oh. anyway welcome to freaking me unfortunately
1: we're we're back in our our home studios,
0: oh,
1: Kansas City and Waynesville,
0: oh, Waynesville, North Carolina. It misses you. Your seat is empty.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, I did have fun there. That yeah. was a good place.
0: Yeah, Waynesville's pretty rad. Um. So yeah. Uh. To recap, when Brian was here last week, <laughs> we <laughs> talked about uh, too much too fast. Yeah. Which that was. And what to
1: do. What to do if you think you're moving too fast or how to kind of pump the brakes on that.
0: I think everybody's been in that situation these days.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and because dating is so shitty, like, of course, when you find somebody that you actually like, you want to kind of lock it down or rush into it or. Yeah. Bad idea.
0: Yeah, you got to slow her down. Mm hmm. For sure. So do you want to tell anybody about everyone about your little trip Brian, your cross-country john or no
1: yeah no it was it was a, a blast i started in um georgia to, to do the uh my dad died and do that do all that stuff and then went up to north carolina to visit you for a couple of days Whoop! and that was a blast yeah. and <clears throat> we racked up what ninety dollars worth of dollar fifty pbrs and four dollar <laughs> <of> fireball shots <laughs> <laughs> there were nachos in there. To yeah, be fair. there
0: were nachos in there. So we had to go water and special. Yeah, yeah,
1: they were on special. But at for least like the ninety
0: dollars there, we got our money's worth. Unlike oh my, God. oh yeah, some other places in town.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't like I was drinking thirty dollar whiskeys there either. It was right. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah,
0: it wasn't like it only got us three whiskeys. And yeah, my two. Bud lights or whatever. Right. That was a whole lot of PBR in all day.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then I went to Nashville. Yeah. uh, Stopped at Cookout on the way there and got (gasps) berated for my choices of sides.
0: Well, I told you Cookout was fucking (laughs) amazing. (laughs) It
1: is. It is pretty amazing. Absolutely.
0: Cookout if you want to sponsor
1: the show. Oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. I wish I kind of had a heads up on the. On the sides, because everybody is like, I don't know.
0: There's just a lot to unpack when it comes to cookout, because it's like, first of all, it's hard to read the menu, because you're like, wait a minute, the tray, and then the this. And they try to guide you through it, but they don't really do a good job of it. And no. it's just too many options. Yeah. I told you, you can literally get anything there. Yeah.
1: I mean, they have tacos, they have chili, they have burgers, they have uh, hot dogs. Chicken sandwiches, um,
0: cheese fries, yeah. shakes, like every right. single who said it one time i think it was god i'm trying to remember who it was maybe larry fulford one of my comedian friends was like mm. if you combined like mcdonald's breakfast with cookout uh something else like everything else it would be like no one would they would corner the market on <laughs> <that
1: food." laughs> no doubt
0: i was like dude for real like shit's fire
1: yeah that was so that was good um And then went to Nashville and spent the night there with your friends and our fans.
0: Kenny Uh, and Lauren. Kenny Kenny and Lauren (laughs)
1: had a blast out there. Um, I was interested because they, out there, those people put white sauce on their barbecue.
0: It is a weird Nashville thing, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So it's barbecue sauce, but it's mayonnaise based.
0: Basically, yeah
1: makes me want to throw up thinking about it but I love it was days, good oh.
0: <laughs> don't <laughs> shit on mayonnaise brian
1: okay, fair okay. <laughs> so i had that in the uh, the good old tennessee hot chicken oh yeah which was fucking hot and it Kenny is. tried to call me out. He's like, let me take a bite of that. He's like, you're a pussy. And then like two seconds later, he's like, oh, shit, there it is.
0: He swears <laughs> like he's from there. Like, okay, Kenny, you lived <laughs> in Nashville for a few years now. It's not that serious. You're from Illinois. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then um, a bushwhacker. which Oh, was the bushwhacker is like. The bushwhacker. Yikes. Yeah, it's basically a Wendy's Frosty. Just super boozy. There's like six shots in it. Yeah. Um, super amazing. Really good. Oh, yeah. And then we all went down to uh, Broadway in uh, Nashville. Yeah. I guess the main drag. And then we went to Printers Row, where Printers something or other it used to be um, the old uh, speakeasy spot.
0: Ah, okay. Back in
1: the old days. Yeah, that was kind of cool.
0: I'm sure I've been um, there, but I've just generally, when I go there, we're like dressed up on a bar crawl
1: yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it was a tuesday night and every single place had live music and everybody was i mean it was it was kind of slow but every place was fucking packed it's jamming
0: yeah yeah on a tuesday
1: yeah yeah then i uh after that went to northwest arkansas Aww, who'd
0: you see
1: got to see taylor hearn got to see ray porter
0: yay um
1: let's see who else was there Oh, uh, Andy Davis was there. Aww, he did amazing. Oh, Andy. Uh, Troy was there. Troy Giddings. Uh, he's always good. Yeah. If
0: you need a house and you're in Northwest Arkansas, hit Troy up.
1: Yeah, that is a free advertisement. Yeah. He's a good guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Nate Branham was there. Um, Chris was there.
0: Chris Jones, yeah. Trying,
1: think of, yeah. trying to think of who else. Um, she's doing better. I mean, really good at comedy.
0: Yeah. I have no doubt. She's outstanding. <clears throat>
1: But yeah, it was it was really cool, and it really made me realize. Like I've seen k- comedy in Kansas City, <coughs> but after going there, uh, it was like Kansas City can't touch Northwest Arkansas comedy. Oh,
0: for everybody sure. Everybody
1: there, yeah, everybody there is so tight and just so on point and amazing. There was one or two guys that it was kind of like, will you get off the stage?
0: <laughs> I mean, but, you'll always have that in an open mic. i found yeah, that to open be mic. universal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, spent a couple of days there, and then... um,
0: Now, finally, temporary home of Kansas City.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this whole trip has been kind of enlightening for me, and it's like, eh, maybe Kansas City isn't for me.
0: Yeah, and that's okay. And that's okay. There are so many other great places on this planet, Brian.
1: Yeah, I think I might have moved uh, too fast too soon to Kansas City.
0: Right. And you did... Can I confirm that all the finest honeys are in western North Carolina?
1: I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even if they, you know, even if they catch fish bigger than them, like, it's still...
0: Brian, Not you matched with me on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, all of the finest honeys are in Western Carolina.
1: That is true. There are a lot of hippies out there too, though. Which so I'm many.
0: Like, uh, oh, so many. Uh, Do you know how many dudes nothing, I'm <laughs> like? You look too active. Like no. N-
1: yeah, you. nothing drives me crazier than fucking dreadlocks. Yeah, and white people. You know. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Right, Ugh. or like, oh, you're climbing a rock with your bare hands. That's interesting.
1: Right, cool.
0: It's one way to live your life.
1: <laughs> and then everybody was 420 friendly. Oh we have our, yeah, uh, <laughs> every
0: person, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and we have our Patreon episode that uh, we were talking about. Uh, oh we my were going god, through Tinder and swiping. <laughs> and- I listened to it and it's a blast. Um, I was
0: gonna say I was worried that either it was gonna be hilarious or awful because like Brian and I went and got shit housed, and then we're like, "Let's record another short episode."
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: like it, and was, it was not short. It was just us swiping through our tenders, like making fun of people.
1: Yeah, which you know, I mean, I listened to it and it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Maybe we got close on a few of them, but ah, it's not so bad. It's
0: pretty funny, I'm sure. So anyway, go to our yeah. Patreon, which is. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Frank and Beans. The words, Frank and Beans. And donate uh, to, well, sponsor the show. I should donate. Sponsor the show. As little as $5 will get you access to that very special (laughs) episode of me and Brian swiping through, yeah, swiping through Tinders in the Frank and Beans studio in North Carolina. Yeah. So anyway... Only nine and fifteen minutes. Nine nine minutes and fifteen seconds <laughs> in. Uh, today's topic is sex positivity.
1: This is a great topic. We I, I, again, we always say this, but it's like I don't know how we did, haven't done this episode sooner.
0: Right? It's so twenty twenty of us now. <laughs> yeah, um, but sex positivity is like a term that is thrown out there a lot, and not everybody knows what it means because mm-hmm. it is very like a now thing, I guess. So we thought yeah. it was important to bring attention to it, tell you what it is, tell you why it's a movement, and, uh, you know, the good side and the bad side of it, I guess, essentially. Um, not really a bad side of it, to be honest with you. It's just the, we play devil's advocate at the end of the episode, um, because I'm sure that there are some people maybe listening, probably not, but who may feel the opposite way about it. Yeah. And then I just shut them down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's also important, like we, we, um, consider ourselves kind of woke,
0: woke. Yeah, we woke.
1: And this is a woke topic.
0: This is a totally woke topic, yeah. So what is sex positivity? Well, the sex positive movement is a social and philosophical movement that seeks to change cultural attitudes and norms around sexuality, promoting the recognition of sexuality in all its countless forms of expression as a natural and healthy part of the human experience. And emphasizing the importance of safer sex and consensual sex.
1: Boom. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect.
0: So, uh, sex positivity covers all aspects of acceptance. Um, so, that can be gender expression and orientation. Mm-hmm. That can be relationship to the body, which I know we talk about a lot, you know. Well, first of all, we, we've we had episodes about gender expression and orientation, We've had episodes about, well, we want to have an episode about relationship to the body and body positivity, Um, but also nudity, relationship to nudity and, you know, acceptance of that and Mm -hmm. um, relationships to uh, relationship style and choice. So that can be sexual orientation, your number of partners, singlehood these are all things that we've covered on the show in their own individual areas. Right. And then, of course, reproductive rights. So mm-hmm. y- you could say that Frank and Beans is the most sex positive podcast out there.
1: Absolutely. And we, we, we say it all the time like, you know, do what feels good, do what feels right, have consent, be safe, but like have sex. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is part of the, uh, it's natural, it's healthy do it
0: or don't if you find that you don't like something or don't but you know like just being open about it i think is like the biggest thing is this whole movement is just about like being open about talking about sex and it's like getting away from that whole puritanical like uh, patriarchal way of being before where you know it's like oh no sex is bad You know, sex is the devil, and it's shameful, and we shouldn't talk about it. And really, we should talk about it. That's what this whole podcast is about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We talk
1: about it every week.
0: Yeah. So, you know, just a couple of more notes on what sex positivity is, is um, it regards all consensual activities as fundamentally healthy and pleasurable, which is so important, I think, you know, it's like all consensual activities, as mm-hmm. fundamentally healthy and pleasurable. yeah um, it advocates for comprehensive sex education, including safe sex as a part of the campaign. Yeah. and it makes no moral distinction among types of sexual activities.
1: Yeah, and that's huge.
0: It's so huge. It's so important yeah, to, to, like, yeah, to just not judge what anybody else is doing.
1: Yeah, or what they like or what they're into. Yeah. Um, we'll get into it, but we've talked about kink shaming before. and Yep. Um, yep.
0: Yeah. I think one of the important things, too, is advocating for comprehensive sex education. Like, that's so huge. Like, I remember when I was growing up, and I can remember when, oh, my gosh, what is her name? She was like the Surgeon General in the 90s and she said something about um, like masturbation. They were talking about it was when they were talking about sex education very heavily and it was like in a Bush administration and she was saying, yeah, we should have sex education. We should preach more than just um, abstinence. And they were right. like, "Well, what about masturbation?" And She's like, "Sure, yeah, like let's talk about masturbation too." And then the whole country thought about it as like, "Oh no, she's saying that kids should masturbate," and it was like, "Right, you're missing the point." Like, "Oh my God, yeah. what was her name?" I'm. It's going to drive me crazy until I it, remember.
1: Is it? Is it not uh, Tipper Gore?
0: No, no, God, no. no.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, she was never a. <laughs> she was the one that general. hated Twisted Sister.
0: What? <laughs> she
1: hated twisted sister i (laughs) she was the one i i believe that made the whole um parental advisory stickers on on music
0: you mean al gore's wife
1: i think so i think that was the one that was her stance was you know um. twisted sister is the devil
0: (laughs) (laughs) jocelyn elders okay that's who it was she was the surgeon general who was like oh it was actually bill clinton Mm -hmm. It was during his time in office where she was like she was forced to resign by the White House in the Bill Clinton White House, the Bill Clinton White House, where he was fucking getting blowjobs by interns, Mm
1: -hmm. just
0: being the worst, most toxically masculine person around. And right, while she well, she's like, trying
1: to promote masturbation.
0: Well, not promote it, just say, yeah, sure. Well, fair. If Let's that talk means about it. that kids Because what her whole point was that realistically, kids aren't abstinence is not gonna be the only way to prevent right. kids from getting pregnant. So if you're the surgeon general and you're like the go-to person about sex is under like health topics so you're the surgeon general you are the highest man on the totem pole or woman on the totem pole of the entire united states of america and they're trying to tell you you should only promote abstinence and she's like that's not realistic and then, yeah. then they say what about masturbation and she's like sure teach kids about masturbation healthily and then they're mm-hmm. like she's saying kids should masturbate that's crazy. <laughs> that is so. She was forced to resign from that Bill Clinton White House for that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Think about mm. how far we've come.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And also with the masturbation topic, like. I, I, was it was it a common thing for women to hear that, like, you'll get hairy palms or you'll go no. blind or all this other stuff? No. It wasn't that, but um, it was
0: very, like, shameful if women yeah. masturbated.
1: I wonder how kids now are growing up, like, what their view on masturbation is. I
0: hope it's a lot different than when I was a kid. Yeah. Because think about it. Like, how much... You know, because her whole thing is like teen pregnancy is out of control right now. It's because right. the Reagan White House was like, abstinence is the only form of education we should promote. Well, look how well that did. Like teen pregnancy <laughs> spiked in the <laughs> 80s. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, there was just so so much shame associated with it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but, you know, sex positivity didn't actually just start recently. You know, I know a lot of us are just talking about it now in the mm-hmm. 2020s. Jesus Christ. It's the 2020s. <laughs>
1: 2020. It's like the fucking future. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: the fucking future, Brian. Oh, my God.
1: Um, Another thing that I wanted to say about um, just kind of what sex positivity is. I, I think, too, that it puts the ball in the women's court more than it does the men. it's no longer like you're having sex because a man wants to have sex
0: i think so too and and we'll get to that but i think it's very empowering but it's very empowering for all people and it's not just women but yeah i i agree absolutely that it's it's empowering is what you're trying to say there um yes exactly yeah, so the it makes no moral distinction, et cetera. But when did this whole thing start? We all kind of think of it as like a recent thing we've been hearing about sex positivity, but most people think of kind of it starting, if anywhere, in the sixties and seventies. You know, mm-hmm. think of the whole like sexual liberation movement of the hippies, you know. Yes. <laughs> which yes, <laughs> dirty hippies we sex. hate dirty hippie sex, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't to each their own, but um, Darn. however, the term has actually been used as at least in the 1920s,
1: a hundred years ago.
0: Yeah, a hundred years ago, people were talking about this already, and it's often attributed to Freud's writing on sexual liberation and psychosexual issues. Um, so if you think about it. The original movements had to focus on issues that were current of their time. You know, right now, we think of a lot of the things that are important to us in this day and age in terms of, you know, sexual liberation, if you will. But at the time, like in the 60s and 70s, when people were first starting talking about this, the issues that they focused on were contraception. Like contraception Mm -hmm. was very controversial at the time. What? Right. (laughs) What? Like, to be able to use contraception was, like, a right you had to fight for. Weird. For that to be medically okay.
1: Right. And now they just hand out condoms at school, you know?
0: Right. And now it's, like... Oh, you want contraception, girl? Do you want the pill? Do you want the patch? Do you want the IUD? Do you want to eat like there's so many different options? And that's because people fought for this way back in the sixties and seventies, which was fifty to sixty years ago, Brian. Yeah. Remember when we were growing up? Remember when we were growing up and like the sixties was like twenty or thirty years ago? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's like
1: yeah, what did I see the other day that it was like um the nineteen eighties? God, that was forty years ago. So like yeah. two thousand uh, two thousand fifty is the same amount of distance away as nineteen eighty.
0: Or how crazy is that yeah, or I saw one that was like, um, you know how um oh uh the movie with Matthew McConaughey as the alright, all right, alright all right guy.
1: Yeah days uh, and times that- Days and Confused. Days,
0: they were like, Days and Confused <laughs> was a movie about the 70s made in the 90s. Which means if somebody made a movie like that, now it would be about the 90s.
1: Gross. <laughs> or the 2000s now. Hmm. No, that's <laughs> that's scary. <laughs>
0: okay. But anyway, um, the point is, uh, contraception was a whole thing public nudity not that public nudity is like like okay acceptable now but think of how Mm. different it is now than it was in like the 60s and 70s like think about how like women in bras and stuff is okay on regular tv
1: right you know oh no for yeah
0: yeah so also gay liberation was a huge issue that they were having to fight for at the beginning of the sexual liberation legalized abortion was a huge mm. issue like it's still an issue now but it's like it's more it, like these people fought for it initially it was everything was kosher for a while and now all of a sudden it's becoming an issue again because people who are so hyper conservative like have made it
1: nothing else to do yeah
0: right yeah and then this one is so frightening to me interracial marriage yeah, like that was like a sexual liberation movement, mm-hmm. interracial marriage. Can you even imagine? So when they, well, I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. Like my time in um, Georgia and North and uh, North Carolina and Nashville, I don't know if I saw a black person. So they're still not worried about it, you know what I mean? Or maybe they're more worried about it. But places like Kansas City, it's.
0: Yeah. Nobody cares. The North and the South. Know? I mean. Yeah. And then, of course, <clears throat> women women's rights and feminism. And women's rights really, like, women had barely just gotten the right to vote in the 60s. Yeah. Had just barely gotten the right to vote. It was as far, their getting the right to vote was as far away as their movement is from us now.
1: Yeah. Scary. Crazy.
0: Scary. So the 70s and 80s saw a change in sexual freedom. So then it once, you know, you get into the 70s and 80s from the 60s and 70s, people were starting to sort of fight for different sexual freedoms, you know, like then it became about public pornography. Not public pornography like, you know, people fucking in public, but like even being able to like sell pornography right. legally in a sex store. Or um, so weird. I know premarital sex. Right. <laughs> People were still so, like appalled by premarital sex back then.
1: That seems so crazy.
0: Yeah. And think about
1: this: like every sex that you've had is premarital sex.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Brian. <laughs>
1: Brian. And that was a huge, that was a huge thing in the 70s Brian. and 80s. Like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, you've never been, you've never been married. I know, so, I mean.
0: But also, that just really made it a very wow moment for me. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay.
1: You would have been, you would have been uh, burned at the stake in the 70s. Yes,
0: Probably. It's entirely possible. Well, pre seventies anyway. (laughs) They were fighting for it at that point. Okay. Masturbation. Again, back to that whole thing. Like people were like, masturbation, you should not be able to do it. Okay. You can it's a free goddamn country last time I checked. For the last two hundred years in the seventies. You can masturbate all you want. Shut up. Yeah, and
1: I think if I want to play with myself, I have consent, right? Right. It's consent. We're good there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is the good thing about masturbation, always consensual. Anyway, erotic fantasies. People yeah, even, didn't even want to talk about that stuff before then. No. Yeah. So, anyway, in the 1990s, the sex positive movement first came into like sort of the open forum, I guess, is, mm-hmm. is the first time that people started using that term. Um, and it came with the founding of the Center for Sex and Culture in San Francisco. And then they also had one in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. And then in 2009, one in Portland opens. That was the Center for Sex Positive Culture. 2009. That was 11, that was 11 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. It sounds crazy. Jeez. And as of 2019, more than 16 chapters of the nonprofit exist in five countries.
1: That's very good pretty dope but I, yeah but still only 16 like yeah it, I, I don't know it, it, it seems interesting to me that like we do a sex and relationship podcast and we talk about sex all the time. but man if we had done this in the 90s,
0: it would be so mm. taboo yeah. yeah it's crazy.
1: Yeah, interesting
0: yeah. So, thankfully, now sex positivity in the twenty first century is a much different story. Um, since the early two thousands, the movement has moved closer to the mainstream, and the advent of social media has given the movement a platform to promote the beliefs to a wider audience.
1: Makes sense. Which is
0: very important. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, here is one of the one of the terms that has become. An area of particular interest to the movement um, has been shaming. Yeah. And um, shaming has become of particular interest because it wants to encourage people to be more open and accepting of different experiences no matter what where you're at on this spectrum, right? hmm So slut shaming is one that we've heard a lot of, obviously. But also prude shaming.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. And then kink shaming, Mm -hmm. that's one that we've heard of, you know. But they've all been challenged by the movement in an effort to allow all people to feel supported and included by the movement. Which I think is interesting because I think a lot of people that are against this whole thing, it's like, oh, well, uh, you know, I don't think it should be thrown in your face, and I don't think you should shame people for not wanting to have sex. But the fact that they've said prude shaming is something that is important to the movement as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's good. I mean, yeah. That way you cover all sides of the spectrum. Nobody's getting shamed for what they want to do or what they don't want to do. Have
0: sex or don't. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, pop culture has also played a a large role in bringing the movement to the forefront. There have been many celebrities in support of the movement, including Her Highness... In all of her glory, <laughs> Lady Gaga, <laughs> or Lady Gaga, as some may know her. Um, Amber Rose, who I'm not really, she's famous for dating Kanye West and being a model, I think. But she did the whole slut walk thing, which was mm-hmm. an effort to like reclaim the word. Because she was tired of people saying that. Yeah. Also such celebrities as Jessica Beale cameron diaz and her queen on all that is high taylor swift (laughs) have all spoken publicly about their experiences with slut shaming sexuality sexual assault body shaming and overall sexual health and responsibility
1: yeah all good things like for a celebrity to come out and um talk about any of this stuff that's huge
0: yes Brian, I am going to put you on. I have to be pee girl, so I'm going to make you talk for a second. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is kind of what we were talking about before with uh, it being more empowering to women to be able to enjoy sex back in the 50s and 60s. like Nobody cared about a female orgasm. And now here we are in 2020. And that's all people care about. like it's it's I don't know if that's the right term, but it's almost um, masculating if you can't make a female come. Um, yeah it's just it, it's crazy to think about how far we've come in e- since even the the 90s. but I'm gonna wait for Beth.
0: Brian, I'm very proud of you. Yeah <laughs> you did well. You did stop part I, of the I, way through it, but
1: Yeah, I tried. That's okay. I ran out of words.
0: That's okay. You did pretty good. <laughs> yeah, do
1: some do some editing and that, but No, um, I don't think you
0: have to. I think you can leave it. Okay. Okay. Fair. So anyway, so then you have the argument against sexual positivity. And this was actually, believe it or not, hard to find research on. Mm-hmm. Which I'm actually happy to hear. Because if you Google, like, any number of terms, like, anti-sex positive or the argument against, you know, I I was really working to find something against it. But basically, my neighborhood is going crazy right now. Wait, what? It sounds like someone's getting killed in my neighborhood right now. (laughs) Oh, No. I hear like a chainsaw and someone screaming. Oh my God, (laughs) it's the middle of the day. It's the middle of the day, how is this happening? Okay. Mm. All right, well if it's on record. You're right. Seriously. Also, quick side note, cousin Eddie moved in across the street. Do you remember the house that was for sale across (laughs) the street? Yeah. Okay, they have now a really tiny camper that's parked all the way out into the yard. Well, it's it parked in the driveway and also in the middle of the road. <laughs> so, wow. So we're well, that's fun. really classing up the neighborhood. And now I hear screaming and a chainsaw, so that's great. Oh, that's no good. Um, okay, so back to sex positivity or the argument against it. The number one thing, which is so stupid to me, they say pornography is harmful/slash addictive.
1: Not only that, I recently learned that like the number of sex trafficking in porno is out is insane.
0: Wait, what?
1: Yeah, like I mean, I was trying to look at numbers of like how many of these women are being exploited in sex trafficking and pornography, but. Uh, Do you think it would be
0: smart to... I don't think... Okay. I will will actually have to argue against this with you. And the reason is because Mm -hmm. I recently had a conversation with my sister. And I will not... She is... Her profession lends itself to having serious conversations with people Mm -hmm. about this topic... And I promise you, if someone is actually sex trafficking, they will leave no evidence of it. Oh, okay. Yes. I will leave it at that to protect the privacy of my sister and Uh, her profession. But I will say that these people who are sex trafficking are fucking smart. And they will not leave evidence of it.
1: Okay. Um, so maybe, maybe pornography is like a gateway into sex trafficking or something like Basically, that. It's, maybe it's
0: harmful and it leads to sex addiction and it leads to unhealthy yeah. expectations about sex and stuff like that. But I don't, no, that is very true. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true at all. I think that pornography is healthy.
1: I think if you use it in a healthy manner, yeah. you know what I mean? Like. Um, but these
0: people who are arguing against sex positivity are saying that are saying that pornography is bad.
1: Well, saying that's another thing. Like in 2020, pornography is is a spectrum, and there's some harmful shit out there, or there's some you know yeah there's some stupid shit out there. Um, so I don't know. I, I I think you know you've got to be real careful. The stuff that you're seeing on Online is probably the tip of the iceberg. But people being sex
0: positive and talking about it is only helping.
1: Oh, I agree. It to become Absolutely.
0: more like not talking about it and letting that stuff go on in the background is what's harmful.
1: Yeah. Not no, having I the agree.
0: discussions about healthy sex. Yeah. Right. So they also say the notion of emotional intimacy as a building block to physical intimacy is ignored. Uh, and I don't know that that's true.
1: Maybe. I wouldn't say ignored, would you? I would not, not say. Not 100%. No,
0: I don't say it's ignored. Like th- think of how many like all the like female porn that you like watch. Sorry, I can't help but Hear the screaming going on in my neighborhood right now.
1: That is insane. It sounds
0: like there's a porn going on out there right now. Mm-hmm. it's frightening anyway
1: and with a chainsaw
0: no more chainsaw but now it just sounds like a woman in ecstasy so what it's so strange if i could put the <laughs> microphone outside <laughs> <I would. laughs>
1: oh gosh okay
0: anyway but the, the, they say the notion of emotional intimacy is a building block to physical intimacy is ignored so they're saying like you know dating and, like, all this stuff and, like, all the things that should lead up to, like, being physically intimate are ignored. But I don't Mm. think that's true because I think we all are realistic about the fact that, you know, there's, but it's, I also think that they're ignoring that you can also, as a woman, just want to have sex. And that's okay, too. You can want to go out on dates and expect to be treated like a, Lady and have mm-hmm. dates, or also have an emotional intimacy with someone, but the two are not mutually exclusive. Are no, and I mutually don't think that exclusive. one has to come,
1: yeah, and I don't think that one has to come before the other, you know, right?
0: Again, yeah, so I, I have wouldn't people, say that it's
1: completely ignored. Well, but, I have
0: people that are like good, like I was just talking about my friends Reed Pegram and Jenna Hall. They were on the show and they talked about how the fact that they were fuck buddies. and now they have a very healthy emotional relationship. Yeah and I feel like they're one of the ones that are like gonna make it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's because they have the they had this healthy idea of their sex lives. They didn't let yeah. the idea of emotional intimacy needing to come as a building block to physical intimacy. Right. Ruin their ability to just, because let's be honest, you know, again, we've talked about this on the show where it's like, there's no point, like, without sex, it's just friendship. Yeah. And you can be just friends with someone and that's fine, but you're never going to build a really great, healthy relationship if there's no healthy sex life there.
1: That's very true. And back to the premarital sex, like, who wants to wait until marriage i understand that religious reasons you might want to or you would but most people i'm not going to wait until marriage to find out that this person gives garbage head.
0: hell no no i would fucking never way. be able to marry someone if i didn't know that the sex was good that's crazy
1: right yeah
0: to me that is insane
1: yeah no that that's doesn't like make not sense at all finding to me.
0: out he would leave the dishes in the sink Okay. Right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's as important. Yeah. Okay. Their next argument is that girls and young women are already under pressure to give boys what they want. Okay. Uh, it's called victim blaming. And it's also called why don't you teach your boys better? Why are you yeah. blaming girls and young women? About being under pressure to give boys what they want. How about you mm-hmm. teach the boys to be a respectful young man instead of being a fucking horny little shit bag. Bingo. Who understands that, you know, sex is one of the good parts in life, but you also need to be like a respectful, consensual seeking person in order to right. have that happen.
1: Cause no, exactly. Nothing um, is going
0: to make sex go worse than <clears throat> having things be forced or coerced or non-consensual.
1: Mhm. And like we were talking about how, you know, this whole sex positive, spe- sex positivity movement is empowering to women, so I think that this argument um, goes out the window.
0: It goes out the window because it's the opposite of this movement. Right. The reason for this movement is to teach girls you don't have to give, and boys, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. To t- to teach girls and boys, you don't have to just give in to what somebody wants. Right. Talking about these things and having these conversations means you are in the power seat. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just give a boy what he wants so that will go out with you.
1: Right. That, and the more shameful that you make this whole process, like.
0: Thank you. I,
1: To me, I think that's dangerous. You know, if it oh oh, it's it's shameful to masturbate. It's shameful to have sex before marriage. Like,
0: it's you're just going to create some
1: fucking deviant assholes. And
0: you're going to teach a the deviant assholes, but you're also going to teach girls that they are like that. They should just give in to what boys want because that's what they're told by the boys in their class. If you teach young women to be strong and that consent is important and that they are more than just a sexoid. That's the next argument too, is that it makes women viewed as only sexual beings. No, this makes no. me feel more empowered as a sexual being. Yeah. By understanding my power in the sexual role of that relationship, I feel more strongly that I am in the driver's seat and I yes. decide what happens, not somebody else. Or that I'm right. doing things because a boy won't go out with me if I don't have sex with him. No, I mm-hmm. have sex with him because either I want to or I don't. And that's the power of sexual positivity. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and then even on top of that, I, I mean, I think it gives um, men and women a little bit more confidence, too. If they know that they are in the driver's seat of that and they don't have to um do what a boy wants or or what a girl wants or
0: whatever it'll make them like me or whatever yeah no that's stupid okay that is stupid then we have the they don't want sexiness imposed on them okay newsflash have you watched the media at all (laughs) <laughs> Keeping up with the Kardashians, every news channel of all time, the media is already throwing sex in your face and it's throwing sex in the face of your kids. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to see that, live like my sister and only watch PBS. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we, we also kind of talk too, to where it's like some women want to be viewed. Um, as being a, a, a sexy individual. And there's nothing you know wrong I mean? with that.
0: It doesn't mean there's she's absolutely a absolutely
1: nothing wrong with that. Right. That's the reason why restaurants like Hooters and um, what's the other one? Um, oh. Twin Peaks and Tilted Kilt yeah. exist. because Because some women don't mind that. And, and some, women some women feel
0: empowered by being able to take absolutely. your money. Absurd amounts yeah. of money.
1: Right. also that bacon is delicious. Twin Peaks is charging $6 for a Miller Lite. But also Twin
0: Peaks. Thank (laughs) you for that delicious peppercorn bacon that we had while we were in Little Rock. It was so good. (laughs) Yeah, so good. you know what? We talked about it while we were there. I was like, you go, girl. Use your Mm -hmm. sexuality for your power. You know you have power over these men. You can give them shit service. And if Mm -hmm. you did that at a diner or a regular-ass restaurant... They would be like, "Oh fuck that bitch." Okay, if he's there, right? By like at a pizza hut while he's there with his family, he's gonna give you garbage ass service because he sees his wife looking at you. He sees his wife looking at him while he's looking at you. Okay, right? If he goes to Twin Peaks by himself, he's gonna. You now have the power seat back. You know what I mean? Mm
1: -hmm. Like all of a sudden,
0: that change of a tip that he was gonna give you while his family's there now. You're in the driver's seat. Like, use that power of sexuality. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous I- not to. Right. You're not there for right. his pleasure. You're there for your job, for your livelihood. Use it, honey. Use, just like any other place, okay, Chuck E. Cheese uses the fact that your kids are dunk, 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 electronic idiots and that they love <laughs> fucking games. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's the same marketing, you know. Yeah. That's why
1: the kid's cereal is, you know, on the second shelf.
0: They are wanting sexiness imposed on them, whether they say so or not. Period. Okay. Everybody does. Yeah. It's one of the good well, parts of Everybody wants to life. feel
1: confident. And, and, you know, who I I mean. Well, no, I'm saying the, want people, to say the people
0: consuming the sexuality. Who say right. they don't want it imposed on them. Okay. If they don't want it imposed on them, there's a very easy way to live that way and again like i said it's like my sister who only watches pbs with her kids and they only you know like they put themselves in situations where sexiness is not a part of their lives so if right. you don't want it imposed in your life don't don't consume media that involves that and you know what outlets those are so that's a stupid answer yeah, then we have the I whole agree. morality argument where homosexuality is wrong, masturbation is wrong, abortion is wrong, contraception is wrong. Because the Bible tells me so. <laughs> stop.
1: Yeah. Stop.
0: Stop. <laughs> no. Stop. Okay. God, the devil didn't create sexuality, okay? No, no. If you're the type to believe in this sort of thing, the devil did not create sexuality, No. period. God created sex to create humans. And why, if you believe in that sort of thing? Because they obviously would have made it enjoyable so that people wanted to continue to procreate. Because let me tell you, if you just made it so that it was not enjoyable and women were like, I get to go through what? Childbirth and get no enjoyment out of it and just be a second class citizen. Yeah, we would have stopped recreating humans a long time ago. (laughs) I don't know who the fuck you think you are. And that we are just so giving of individuals that we would have completely sacrificed all of our own enjoyment in life in order to continue humanity which is by the way doomed but are you kidding me are you kidding me Mm. don't start with the morality no
1: no no
0: just like you don't want any of the sexiness imposed on you we don't want your morality imposed on us Absolutely so just not. Believe what you want to believe and keep it in your own little house of God or whatever of your church. Sure. And don't impose it on anyone else.
1: I don't know if you were in Northwest Arkansas when they built the Twin Peaks in Rogers, but there was like no. petitions against it, there was picketing against it.
0: No, but I do tell people all the story. About how they built that Baphomet in Little Rock across the street from the giant church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a great story. Anyway. Well,
1: I mean, you know, you you want prayer in the classroom. Like, be careful. Right. There's many other religions that pray, so.
0: And they say it leads to sexual addiction, which there's no proof of whatsoever. And then everyone's sex life should be their own business. Which, okay, that's fine. But then also, that's... Everyone's sex life should be their own business, which is exactly then leave leave everyone else's sexual business alone and don't impose your own beliefs on it. It's why you shouldn't judge anyone else's sexual or gender or anything. You know, like you can't have this both ways. Everyone's sex life should be their own business. Then leave it at that. And don't worry Mm -hmm. about what anyone else is doing sexually. And that's what this movement is all about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, it's like when you repress, I mean, they kind of talked about, um, oh, Freud. But when you repress your natural instincts, mm. which is to have sex. Yep. Like, it does damage to your fucking brain. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like if, if people don't have a healthy outlet for this stuff, it could be really dangerous. Yeah. Like, there was a town that banned alcohol and pornography for, like, five years or something like that and the amount of sexual assaults and murders went through the fucking roof because people don't have a healthy coping mechanisms to deal with their natural everyday bullshit
0: right yeah it's just yeah so you know what be empowered love your sexuality be sex positive yeah yeah continue listening to the show which is also very sex positive yeah Yeah.
1: Yep. All good things. Definitely. Um,
0: All right. Well
1: Oh, we didn't talk about the uh breastfeeding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not nudity in public. That is somebody feeding a child. Thank
0: you. Brian felt very strongly about talking about this (laughs) on that topic. But it's true. Like it's like Stop shaming
1: people for feeding their child in public. These same
0: people who are like, Oh my god, nudity in public and like, Oh my god, like nudity in public includes breastfeeding. Like, no. Breastfeeding right. is a natural thing. And if you're thinking of it in a sexual way, you're the fucking creepo.
1: Yeah. Okay? You're the one who's wrong.
0: You're the one who's disgusting and for thinking of it that way.
1: Right. Absolutely. Feeding
0: a child. Okay. The was, naturalist oh. way you can feed a child. Right. That's somehow mm. like disgusting and sexy. Get out of here. You gross. No, that's weird. No, part. That's weird. You're the one that's thinking yeah. it weirdly.
1: And have you heard a baby scream or cry before like I'd rather uh, th- shut it up like
0: <laughs> I would stick anything in, in right I would stick anything in there to make that kid shut up
1: <laughs> Absolutely I'll be
0: real about it
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway But yeah I mean I know that's a jokey way of saying it but it's true like yeah nudity shaming women for breastfeeding is disgusting don't do that either
1: no and i don't i don't think that's been a problem lately but maybe in 2018 it seemed like it was everywhere
0: if that's true and one of my good friends one of my best friends meg shout out i love you had a kid in 2018 and that was a whole big giant thing yeah yeah oh no 2017 sorry cole is
1: 2017. It's, it'll
0: be his third birthday this year. God, it's 2020 already. That's what freaks me out.
1: It's like the fucking future. It
0: is the fucking future. I can't get over it. I cannot get over it. 2020. All right. Well, I'm off to go hang out with robots now. For whatever people <laughs> do in 2020. And that yeah. is the future. But uh, do you have any shout outs, Brian? I don't. You don't? I do. Mm. I will continue to ask all of you lovely listeners to follow Western Carolina Comedy on. We now have an Instagram, and there is already a Facebook. But um, our first show is going to be at the Gem at Bujum Brewing. I was corrected. Nice. It is Bujum Brewing, not Brewery. <laughs> so uh, the Gem at Bujum Brewing at uh, in Waynesville, North Carolina, on February twenty seventh. Please come. It's going to be such a great show. I will be hosting. We will have the amazing and talented Clinton Ricks and Rowan Young from Knoxville here. Um, we will also have headlining, my favorite Boo Boo Fuck. Brad Sativa. <laughs> Brad Sativa from Nashville, who is just the greatest person ever, and I love him. And he is so funny. His uh, old album, Petty, is available on Spotify, so definitely check it out. And his new album, Bang Bang, is going to be coming out on 420, 420, bro, is a 420, so um yeah, definitely come check that show out. Um I missed the Mo Alexander show today, but oh yeah, my other shout out is an exciting show too, which is March 31st. Mm-hmm. I will be opening up for JT Haverset and Eddie Papaton in Knoxville, yeah. Tennessee, which is so exciting. It's gonna be the greatest reunion and I am so excited to open up for them because they are outstanding comics so no that is super exciting yes very exciting so thank you Beth Tompkins and True Grit Comedy in Knoxville if you are in the Knoxville area True Grit Comedy is where it's at so follow them on all the social medias do it do it do it get it yeah so I think that's all I got
1: yeah um just the Patreon. Give us a five-star review yes. on iTunes. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, what we're doing good, what we're doing wrong, email us at fnbpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Bingo. Yeah. All right. All good things.
0: Yes. So be sex positive and take care of your little Franks and beanies.
1: Take care your little Franks and beanies.